Children are great imitators, so give them something great to imitate. Anonymous. Just a good old boy, trying to be a good old man, out here learning on the fly, trying to do the best I can. Hello, and welcome to the Faithful Fatherhood Podcast. I am Brett Etheridge, host of the podcast, excited, perhaps a little bit apprehensive, nervous might not be the right word, but but for the conversation that Perry and I are going to have today, because we did an interesting experiment, which we are going to share with you and challenge you, perhaps, to participate in yourselves. So stay tuned for that. I'll give you more background and explain exactly what I'm talking about here in a moment. But but first, Perry, welcome. And as always, we'll start with, did you have any wins from the week? What's up, brother? I am so stoked to be here today with you. Listeners, thanks for joining in. Yes, I've had some really good wins this week. Um, I want to just blah, like fire hose all of them, but maybe. All right. So, well, first off, I took my bride on a getaway weekend to the beach, just the two of us. Nice. Some people might say, well, how is that a fathering win? Well, it's totally a fathering win because... Fellas, you got to romance your bride. You got to focus on marriage. If you want to be an amazing father, you also need to be an amazing husband. And so part of what keeps Nancy and I happily married, we've been married um, over 20 years now, is that we focus on dating each other. We focus on getting away. Uh, Those things are important. So we went away to the beach for the weekend, left our kids with her parents which is fun for them. You know, it's like a, a, a fun party weekend. And well, their her parents also put those kids to work too, which is good. They were living <laughs> pavers and doing all kinds of stuff. But anyway, uh, so that was really cool. We had a great getaway. And then also this week, I've been really tuned in a little bit more with the kids and trying to engage them in more outdoor exercise. So for the last couple couple of the days this week, Ruby and I went for a run around the neighborhood, and then we polar plunged in our creek. Nice. We did that Wednesday after a nasty cold morning of like 32 and a half degrees, raining all day. The rain broke, and we went for a jog, went for a run. You know, not anything crazy, uh, a couple miles maybe. And then we swam in the creek afterwards, which was awesome. And then the very next day, which was sunshine, but crispy cold weather, uh, Liam and I went for uh, a run in the neighborhood, and then we also polar plunged in the creek, and it's big time, man. It's so much fun. Yeah, that's legit. Is that your idea to cold plunge, or are they aware of the concept, or they don't care? They just want to go in cold water? Like, who, How did that come about? Well, a few years ago, Nancy's parents put a swimming pool in at their house as a Christmas present to all the grandkids, and um, he's got the opportunity to heat the pool with a, a water boiler, outdoor wood heater, and he heated it that year for Christmas. Well, he doesn't normally heat it because it's a lot of effort and work to heat the pool. It's a lot of water. But we got in the pool that year on Christmas because it was Christmas present. And then the next year, he heated the hot tub and we all polar plunged. So the cousin, you know, Nancy's brother and his wife and our nieces and nephews, and my kids' cousins, um, me and Nancy, Definitely not Nancy's dad. He's a Florida boy. He's not getting in water if it's less than like 80 degrees, you know, much less water that's 33. Um, So we polar plunge every year. So that's kind of introduced the concept to them. We have not spoken with them specifically about all the health benefits, all the brain reset, all the things that happen. We just tell them, 
this is fun and you're tough yeah. and this is what tough and fun people do, jump in cold water. And we just make it like it's so fun and crazy and, you know, and they get way into it. Well, the key to that is you also have to pretend like it's not absolute torture for you as well. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you oh, can't yeah. be the wuss. Yeah. So this year at Christmas was probably the coldest. There was a huge chunk of ice the size of a boogie board in the pool. And there was ice like all over the surface. And we all jumped in and I just swam over to that. Everybody else got out fast. And I swam over to that ice cube and I grabbed it like it was a boogie board. And I was just kicking around in the pool for a little bit. Uh, so yeah, it's fun times, man. We love it. Good. Sounds like a fun week with your kids. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, brother? You got some wins. You've been, everybody, if you can't quite hear it in Brett's voice, he's been a little down for the count this week, fighting some sickness, fighting some illness. Um, so yeah, how are you feeling and are you, were you able to have some wins even in the midst of some sickness this week? I was, and yeah, it's, it's been a rough few days. Uh, so powering through, appreciate the shout out, but, but yeah, I did, I did have a win this week. So it was also my son Jackson's birthday this week, yesterday, actually. And, you know, I've been trying to figure out like, what does he want to do for his birthday? And he's really sort of at that transition age where he doesn't want a big party anymore and, I was like, okay, let's just do something intimate with a couple of your friends and just hang out and just do something. And he really hasn't wanted to do anything. And we're sort of wrestling through sort of why that might be the case. And I'm trying to push him a little bit to try to do something. We can't just let your birthday pass without doing anything. Obviously, we were going to celebrate him. And we had a fun little family celebration last night. He's like, Dad, I just – I really – I just don't want to do anything that would draw attention to my birthday. Can you and I just hang out? Wow. Yeah. So so wow. I was like, that like touched me in a deep place that here my now 13-year-old, so he's a teenager now, that it's still somewhere deep in the desire of his heart, you know, what he might want to do for his birthday is just hang out with dad. And so we're going to do that tonight. Uh, That's I, awesome. I have some idea. I haven't, I haven't even told him what we're going to do. It's uh, it's a little bit of a surprise for him, but we're just going to go hang out and, and be guys and, and, and do that. So he's actually, I told him we were going to do that and he's looking forward to that and he hates surprises. So he, it's driving him crazy that I haven't told him <laughs> what we're going to do. He's like, it, it makes no sense. Surprises are just stupid. Uh, like, why, why don't awesome. you just tell me? Surprises are dumb. Uh, but I'm keeping him in suspense and we're going to go hang out tonight. So anyway, that was, a Bro, win. that's fantastic. Yeah. That's a huge win. Yeah. That's so, huge. so it's been, it's been good on that front and, and good things in store in the rest of this podcast, where we are going to talk about fruits of the spirit and how, and if they apply to fatherhood, my my three soon to be four year old son Declan is actually learning about the fruits of the spirit in school, and it's been funny because he's turned into like the fruits of the spirit Nazi. <laughs> it's like he's like the fruits of the spirit police. <laughs> he's constantly walking around saying, you know, Ben's not showing kindness, and yeah. you know, and he'll be like, Jackson, you need more self discipline, Jackson. So he's like, he's spouting off the fruits of the spirit at his brothers and and trying to strive for this fruits of the spirit, which is just a wonderful thing for a four-year-old. Yeah. But it's really sort of gotten me to thinking, man, first of all, if a three, almost four-year-old is already meditating on these things and thinking about things, how much more important for me as a father to be striving for these things? Are these things important to me? And what would it look like for me to show up fully 
in all of the fruits of the spirit. And so, and so that's what we're going to talk about. And, and as I suggested earlier, Perry and I did a fun experiment to, to figure out how we might actually be doing in living out the fruits of the spirit. But first, a fun little audio clip for you guys, especially if you're not familiar with the fruits of the spirit, this might be a new concept for some of you and that that's totally okay. But, but here's my uh, almost four-year-old son, Declan, singing the fruits of the spirit. What are the fruits of the Spirit? No, so I be patient, kind, and spirit is free for this. No, so I be patient, kind, and spirit is free for this. So. All right. So I mean, that's just pure cuteness. I'm a little biased, obviously, because he's my son. <laughs> uh, but I also understand that it might might have been a little hard for you to actually understand exactly what he was saying. And so I'm just going to read from Galatians. So from the book of Galatians in the Bible, uh, chapter 5, verse 22, where it just lists what we're even talking about with the fruits of the Spirit. It said, but the fruit, uh, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So, I mean, what if, what if those things were written about you on your tombstone? Yeah. Is that a good, I mean, is that a good list? Is, I mean, so it seems to me that those are good things to strive for. Maybe not the only things we should strive for as a father, but certainly yeah. good things, right? So, I mean, what are your thoughts initially, Perry, before we sort of deep dive into some of this uh, about just about the fruits of the Spirit in general? Man, it is such a motivating moment to read through that scripture. You know, as we were first kind of brainstorming this show and thinking about it, and I'm like, you're like, yeah, uh, you know, uh, Declan, right? Is that who? Yeah, is Declan. That who's learning yeah. It? Right. Okay. De- you're like, Declan's learning the fruits of the Spirit. And I'm like, so convicted. I'm like, oh, I don't. If you ask me to list the fruits of the Spirit right now, I mean, I could take a stab at it. Right. Right. But I wouldn't know, like, boom, 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 boom. So I just have to confess that when you first brought this up to me, I felt immediately convicted that I, that I didn't, couldn't, you know, I didn't have that memory. I didn't have that list memorized. I couldn't just rattle it off. And so there was a little conviction there. Um, and then once I did go to the scripture and I'm like, all right, let's see exactly what all of them are, man, it's just so inspiring and so uh, humbling to, to like think that's what, these are the things that I want to embody in life, right? And man, some people might go, man, I don't know, this is a man, you know, we're talking about faithful fatherhood. We're like, we're men, you know, we need to be like, tough and gritty. Yeah. That's not on the list. Like, right. Like I need to, I need to, I need to be hard as nails. Right. Like, um, but those aren't the fruits of the spirit. Now I'm not saying we shouldn't have grit. We shouldn't be tough. We should right, right. Yes. Let's be all those things as men. Right. That's all true. But I think in a profound way, some of the, the, the most Christ-like men that I know, and as I read the scripture and look at the story of Christ's life here on earth himself, these are the things that just ooze out of the pages or, or, or rise to the surface, you know, are, are, are all these qualities. Man, it's who I want to be, you know? And we can be firm 
yeah. yet gentle. That's right. It's not like you can point to any of these and say, it wouldn't do well as a father to be kind. <laughs> like, of course, yeah. like, because these are things that our kids need from us. They need sure. a, ge- especially, we just did a podcast about, especially, you know, what girls need, but that's not to say that, that boys don't need us to be gentle with them, kind to them, have patience with mm-hmm. them. And yeah. and I think you make a profound point that so often we build up in our mind that I'm supposed to be tough. I'm supposed to be the disciplinarian. They need to learn that the world is rough and tumble and somebody's got to, you know, I think about the the Johnny Cash song, A Boy Named Sue, right? Or, or, yeah, right. A Boy Named Sue, right? I need to set my kids up to recognize that the world is tough and and it's my job as a father to instill all those things in them. Is it? You know, I or is it or is it your job to to walk out joy and peace and patience and kindness? And so it's an interesting thought experiment. And like I said, I don't think this is an exhaustive list for what fathers need to be, but I think every adjective on this list is something that does apply to fathers. So it's hundred percent. Yeah. So um so to the extent that we can walk these out and strive to be better in these areas, it will serve us in fatherhood. Uh, so I want to introduce this experiment we did, but I just had one other quick thought. And then we're, we're going to, I have a lot of thoughts about how to walk these out better, how to improve in areas where we think we might be deficient. Some of you might have been hearing this list and hearing some of these adjectives and thinking, uh, man, like, or not adjectives, I'm saying uh, they're technically nouns. We're not going to get wrapped up in a grammar lesson, but like kindness, <laughs> I'm not a very kind person. Gentleness, I am the rough, tumble, uh, you know, firm exterior man. I have almost no kindness. Like, what do I do about that? Um, and so forth. And that's, and that's okay. We're going to talk about all of that. Um, but I think, so... I always like to give context when I'm reading the Bible, and I always like to read several verses immediately beforehand. And just a little bit of a, you know, just theology lesson for for what it's worth. We're talking about living by the Spirit, and Paul here in Galatians contrasts living by the Spirit with what he calls desires of the sinful nature. And and he goes on and says, most, most people... Uh, are living by the desires of the sinful nature. And and then he lists those and he says, look, the, the, the acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and wit- witchcraft, right? And so I'm going to keep reading these, but it's easy to read lists like this and feel like it, this is at least where I'm coming from. Like, oh, I don't do any of those things, so I must be I must be on the right path, right? So, oh yeah, I mean, I'm not cheating on my wife. I'm not having sex with animals, right? I'm not like doing any of these crazy sexual immorality stuff that was rampant actually back in the day. I'm not I'm not making a joke. That's literally what what he, uh, Paul was having to preach against a lot of times. Um, I I'm not a witch. Like I don't I'm not making potions and brews in my garage. So witchcraft, I don't have to deal with that hatred. Uh, okay, maybe that one's actually a toughie because Jesus says some pretty interesting things about what hatred really is. I've probably had hatred in my heart. Okay, I'll 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 put that on the back burner. Discord, 
yeah, I've probably created some discord in my life. Jealousy, yeah, I've been jealous at times. Uh, fits of rage, yeah, I don't think I've verged on rage, and so forth and so on, right? So it's easy to look at these orgies, drunkenness. Okay, I don't partake in orgies and drunkenness, so I'm doing well there. Right. It's easy to look at these and say, okay, I'm not doing any of these things. I'm doing well. But then he immediately contrasts it with the fruits of the Spirit, and now it's shining that that mirror right in my face. Okay, if that's the obvious stuff that we don't want to be doing, how are you doing though with sort of the, the reverse of that, the opposite of that? Right. Are you do you have the fruits of the spirit in your life? How are you doing with love? How are you doing at expressing love? What kind of joy are you walking around with? Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. And so so Harry and I decided to do a little experiment and <laughs> and we did two things and we're going to share this and we're just going to peel back the curtain a little bit and just be raw and vulnerable with, with you guys and then throw down a challenge that maybe you can consider doing something similar if you if you feel so inclined. But step number one was just, okay, let's rate ourselves in the fruits of the Spirit. Try to be completely honest. How do you feel like you, Perry, me, Brett, are, are doing in each of these areas? If I were to rate myself in love, in joy, in peace, how do I, how do I think I'm doing? And rating, rating ourselves on a scale from zero to 10, where zero is I've got no love, only hatred in my heart. 10 is you know pure love. Um, all the way through, you get the idea. But then here was sort of the bold, <laughs> the bold experiment was we asked our kids to rate us in each of these areas as well. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we literally <laughs> went to our kids and, and asked them, tried to describe what, what they mean, explain the fruits of the spirit. And our kids, my kids were at least familiar with the fruits of the spirit and, and said, I want you to write daddy on these, in these areas. And it's going to be anonymous. You don't even have to show me. You're going to give them to your mom. Your mom's going to average them so that you're not, I'm never going to know exactly how you rated me. And you're not going to get in trouble if you rate me low in any of these areas. I just genuinely, genuinely want to know how you view me because I thought it might be a little bit of an eye opener in some areas and we'll, we'll reveal the results here in a moment Uh, because it's one thing to view ourselves a certain way, but, but ultimately how do our kids see us as a father? Yeah. And so that's what we did. And we're going to discuss that briefly and then, and then share some thoughts about, okay, what do we do that we do with that now? Uh, but so Perry, how was it for you? Were you apprehensive to do this by the way? Were you like curious? What did you think the results were going to be? How did this go for you? Right. Uh, I was very curious, um, not apprehensive, you know, um, and it's funny though, as I was kind of explaining the project to the kids, you know, they're looking at me a little sideways, you know, whatever. And I'm like, look, guys, we're, you know, Brett and I are doing the podcast and we really want to know ourselves better and we want to be the best dads we can be. And so sometimes you think of yourself in one way, but then you actually get the feedback from others and it's not exactly the same. So we want to, you know, I want to be the best dad I can be for y'all. So I explained it to him and told him all the things. And I kind of said, you know, like, okay, on the bottom end of the scale, you know, one is like totally like not getting it at all. And a 10 is like, yeah. And so we went through the thing and I kind of gave a little speech about each, you know, each uh, word. Well, love is this. And, you know, because some of them, they're like, boom, the kids know exactly what that means. They know exactly how to identify that. And they know exactly how to rate me on that and then some of them they're like um what what does that mean for you what do you mean as a how does that work for you as a dad right Right. so i had to give them a little speech of it well at the end um seth my third born who's 11 goes dad i i didn't rate you below a five on anything (laughs) (laughs) and i you know and i'm like oh thanks buddy right 
Yeah. Because, and I tried to play it off, right? And I tried to kind of, I kind of laughed it off inside. I'm going, well, he's 11, you know. But honestly, if I'm getting fives on these, y'all, that is a huge fail. Like, I feel like total failing, you know, as a dad, if they put the number five on freaking anything on this list, right? To me, in my mind, seven is kind of the bottom number that I feel like I would be okay with getting. Right. And I'm okay with some sevens going, okay, yeah, sure, I don't think I'm perfect. I don't think I'm the best dad in the world. I'm doing the best I can. I'm highly motivated. But if I get a seven, okay, cool. That's something I really need to work on, right? I need to hone in on that. I need to pay attention. I need to set an intention of improving in that area, right? That's right. Um, and then at the end, too, my two youngest kids are like, daddy, daddy, I want to show you how I scored you. And they really wanted me to see the number for every one that they gave me. And then my two older boys were kind of just sitting there, you know, tight lip buttoned up, not wanting to show me. Cause I did, you know, I did the same thing. Like you said, Hey guys, nobody's in trouble. I want you to be honest. I want you to give me a real rating. Don't write down what you think I want to hear. Write down how you genuinely feel I'm doing in this area. Because if I'm falling short, I want to know. That's right. That's the point. So that I can get better. That's right? the point. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, you know, Perry's threshold was seven. Our kids perceive us how they perceive us. And yeah. you never want to hide behind either ignorance yeah. or, yeah, just a false sense maybe of how you're doing. And if your kids are rating you low in an area – and by the way, you know, we, we – I think it's been a fun exercise. It's been eye-opening for me in certain ways, and I'm going to share some of my results here in a moment. Um, and as Perry suggested, it's better to know than not to know. Yeah. But even if your kids rate you low in a certain area, there is always room for growth and improvement. And the way that you are today as a father does not define you, and it does not have to be the way that you are a year from now. And right. indeed, your growth in that area may just be the biggest motivator for your kids or the biggest, just the biggest, I don't know what the word that I'm looking for is, just modeling for your kids about what yeah. it means to be a man, what it means to be a yeah. father that strives to be more faithful in their lives, yeah. to show them that growth is possible, that, hey, dad wants to change, dad can change, dad did change, hopefully with God's help. And and man, what a, what a great testimony that could be six months, a year, five years from now as you grow in these areas. And so... Um, yeah, so I would say I, I'm curious. I, yeah, go ahead. I'm curious. Are you gonna Are you gonna come back and make this like an annual thing? That'd be interesting. Have you thought about that? Like, circle back around next January. Like, hey guys, you remember a year ago we were doing the podcast? We kind of did this rating thing. Hey, let's do it again. Yeah, and they wouldn't remember. Hopefully, they wouldn't remember their numbers. Right? They they probably wouldn't remember their numbers. Yeah. And I, you know, I would say, look, I've been working really hard on the areas that I kind of scored the lowest in, and I'm curious if I've gotten any better. Right, like I, I don't know. Maybe it's an interesting it's a, idea. Annual, an annual review or something. <laughs> we'll do it if I've actually grown. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll we'll see what the if results. We'll it, see what the results are, and then I'll decide whether or not we're going to do yeah. another episode. <laughs> no, that's good. I like that. Actually, I'll I'll file that away. That's good. Um, so I I had three sort of takeaways from my results, and curious to hear if you want to share any of your specifics. 
Um, but the first is an encouragement to men not to be so hard on yourself. Yeah. Because I scored myself lower than my kids scored me in eight of the 10 categories. Or let me, or I think there are only nine. I think there are nine fruits of the spirit. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So seven of the nine. Seven of the nine, I was harder up by a large margin. Now, you might say, well, your kids are only, you know, I mean, there's obviously some some inherent bias, and some, but this isn't like a double-blind, placebo-controlled scientific study by any means. So so I, I get that. But it's not like we were off by one or two points. I rated myself really low in a couple of areas because I think that if I try to really get honest with myself, there are some areas that I feel deficient. Yeah. And... And I just, that's just me being real and vulnerable. I, I look at a couple of these nouns, not adjectives. <laughs> and I say, I say to myself, man, I just have to be better. I have to be better in that area. And the good news is my kids didn't see me as bad as I see myself. That's awesome. And so I wouldn't blanket statement say that that is always the case for every one of you listening. Your kids might also see you as bad as you see yourself. I don't know that to be the case, but I just just know that sometimes it's easy to be hard on ourselves, harder on ourselves sometimes than others are on us. And so carry a little bit of grace and, and don't be so hard on yourself. So that's, that's kind of my first, my first point. Any, any takeaways? Yeah. Any, any takeaways for you, Perry, uh, on your results? Well, uh, as you were saying that, I kind of did a quick glance to see, and I was harder on myself on five out of the nine. I was the same on two, and I actually scored myself higher on two. Yeah, okay. Um, so, but I find it interesting, uh, as I look at the whole group of nine, the ebb and the flow, the things that I rated myself, like, hey, I'm doing a lot better with this, like love, for instance. That was my kids, you know, one of the highest ones they scored me too. And the ones where I'm like, I self-analyze and I go, uh, uh, I need some work in, you know, joy and peace and patience. Like, eh, those were actually the ones my kids, those were the lower ones of the batch that my kids gave me too. Right. But I mean, I thought that was kind of interesting that the the flow of which ones I'm winning at and which ones I've got more. I mean, I, there's room for improvement on all of them. Don't get me wrong, right? But the high ones were the high ones and the low ones were the low ones, whether it was my kids rating me or me rating me. I, I, I had the same experience with one exception, which I'll talk about. So I agree that that's actually a good thing. That means we may have a little bit of uh, self-realization, which, which is good. Uh, yeah, to me, it was a degree issue. So I felt like I was weak in a certain area, but I felt like I was way weaker than they rated me. And again, that might just be that they didn't feel like giving daddy less than a five, for example. Like, he, sure, like Seth right. joked, joked about, to, not, he wasn't joking, but that's the point. Our kids might sure. want to see us. That's better right. than we see ourselves. So there, that could be the inherent bias that I'm talking about. Uh, whereas we don't mind dipping down less than five if if we're rating ourselves. Um, at least I wasn't. I wasn't afraid to go lower than five for myself. So anyway, that yeah, that's that's interesting. To the positive, I would say I received two tens, and the fact that 
my wife averaged their scores. That means both of them actually did give me a 10. I didn't have my four-year-old do this, uh, but I had my two older boys do this. So so yeah, if I if I averaged to a 10, that means they both gave me a 10. Thank you, boys. That's awesome. Um, uh, and they were in love and faithfulness. So That's fantastic. Yeah, and that was fantastic because, and I didn't rate myself a 10, by the way, in either of those. But but the fact that they see me as a 10 in love and faithfulness was really encouraging to my heart because to me, love is everything, obviously. And, you know, the number one desire of my heart with respect to fatherhood uh, is that my kids feel genuinely loved, know that they are genuinely loved, that I'm trying to represent God's love for me and their lives. And to to the extent that they know at a deep level that their dad loves them, that, man, to me, that's a win. Uh, even though I don't necessarily give myself a 10 in love, I know there are areas where I may fall short, but they don't perceive that. They don't sense that, at least in their hearts right now, they are feeling loved. And then and then the fact that this is called literally the Faithful Fatherhood Podcast, yeah. that they view yeah. me as a 10 in faithfulness, that hopefully bodes well to yeah. to how I'm trying to show up in faithfulness, whatever that means. Like I'd be curious to know exactly what in their minds they, they think faithfulness is, but but to the extent that it's somewhat in line with what I think faithfulness is, and they scored me a 10 in that, that was that was encouraging me. So, so on the plus side, uh, those were kind of two wins uh, from my perspective, at least, uh, with, with my results. How about you, Perry? That's really cool. And uh, those were some of my highest ones too. Uh, I, I had all four of my kids participate. I told them, hey, look, if you don't really know if it's a six or a seven, you can give me a six and a half if you want. You know, if you don't really know if it's a nine or a 10, you can give me a nine and a half, like whatever you can, you can do whatever. So I, I did wind up with some numbers that Nancy looked at me. She's like, what are these kids doing? Like they're scoring you. And I'm like, ah, they're, you know, whatever. So there was some humor in that, but one of the lowest ones um, I did I I got was a six, but the other three kids gave me tens on faithfulness. Oh, okay. And when I explained faithfulness to them, I was like, you know, I kind of explained, you know, what it means to be a faithful husband and a faithful man and a faithful father, and but then I said, but also, you know, it means do I say what I'm do I do what I say I'm going to integrity, do? truthfulness, things like that. Right. And yeah. so I kind of included that into faithfulness and I used it, I purposefully used an example that I missed the mark on. I said, you know, like I've told you we're gonna build, we're gonna build everybody tree houses. We haven't built our tree houses yet. We've been living in this property for like two years. And I said, now we haven't built them yet, but I'm going to build them, but I haven't done it yet. And so I think that may, I don't know. I, I can't necessarily. You, you spoiled the mind, results. You planted ideas. Yeah. I planted that idea in their head on the faithfulness, faithfulness one. Uh, and maybe that's where the six came from. I don't know. But um, I also scored a few tens in the love uh, department too, which was really cool. Um, so yeah, those, those were awesome. Oh, and then uh, I did tell the kids it was um, anonymous, but Nancy kind of spilled the beans. For one of our kids, Liam, she's like, oh my gosh, Liam's got the sweetest heart as she was telling him. She's like, he's giving you 10 pluses over here on like <laughs> certain things, you know? So like on one of them, he uh, 
he gave me a 10 plus like a extra credit yeah, actually, or you bonus, got bonus like points I, I, for I something. bonus points i don't know so that you gave him an extra long hug last night yeah, that, that's <laughs> the other thing too i had just punished ben literally yeah. right i punished i came down hard on him i punished him he had had a rough day i took away screen time i did all this stuff and i'm like oh by the way i want you to rate me on the the, the fruits of the spirit <laughs> He's like, he's like, oh yeah, dad. yeah, exactly. He's like seething mad, but, but he actually, he actually got a, a big smile on his face when we talked about it and stuff like that. And he went away from my room, all happy to go, to go score me. So anyway, it's, but in all seriousness, Perry, I think there were some areas where my kids did rate me a little bit lower. And so I want to transition now. I'm, I'm going to share sort of these final results and then let's just transition to talking about what do we do with this? Well, I mean, it's been a fun, it literally has been fun. It's been a fun experience to do with our kids, but it has also been eye-opening, revelatory, and I think profoundly important in terms of guiding how we can become better fathers. And so there were two areas where I did score fairly low in the eyes of my kids. The first was in joy. The second was in patience. And again, it's, it's all relative. The numbers don't matter, but they were the lowest numbers that they scored me on any of the categories. And joy makes sense. I'm not going to get lost in the weeds here. We can have a whole separate conversation around this. But joy is actually sure. the area where I've self-rated the lowest. So they saw me, in theory, the way that I see myself, even, at a, even if at a different degree. So I'm not, I'm not surprised with that one. Obviously, it's important that I figure out how to walk around with more joy in my life. Again, a whole separate conversation, the difference between joy and happiness, where joy comes from. And so that's definitely a growth area for me. Patience, though, I thought was interesting because I rated myself high in patience. So this was the the one where there was the biggest divergence between how I perceive myself and how they see me. Now, I would be curious to to circle back and have a conversation with them about how they see patience to be different than different than self-control because they rated me incredibly high in self-control, like a 9. Yeah. And I rated myself very high in self-control. I think I have a ton of self-control. They see me as having a lot of self-control but not patient. So so I would be curious to know the difference there. Yeah. But how and why is it that they don't see me as having maybe a lot of patience whereas I do view myself as having some patience. And so so there's that divergence but regardless of how I see myself that in theory is irrelevant because if they don't see me as a patient person yeah. that's an issue. So so the question becomes, and I don't know if you want to share any of the ones where you view yourself the lowest, but I think the conversation to have for the rest of our our discussion and for the rest of this episode is, how do we grow? What, what do we do with this? What do we do with these results? It's shining me as plain as day in my face now that my kids don't necessarily think I have a ton of joy and I'm not an overly patient father. And I definitely, I have some thoughts. I have, I have some things that I want to share. What are your thoughts on that, Perry? And are there any weaker areas that you want to talk about? And what are you going to do about it? Yeah, I love, I love this um, experiment. And for me, joy and peace made my list of opportunities for improvement. Interesting. As well, mm-hmm, as, well as peace. My, that so was also peace, me too. Peace was the second, yeah. the second lowest. Joy, peace, and patience were my three lowest. And, um, interestingly enough, those were the three lowest that I ranked myself on as well. 
So my kids and I were in line with that. And um, I think I'm going to read some books about joy and peace. There's a minimalist book out there called The Joy of Less. And it's all about having less stuff in your life and the things that we have like weigh us down and they take, you know, they create burdens for us and all that. So um, it's not, I don't think it's um, a faith-based book or, you know, a Christian worldview book necessarily, but um, there's a lot of good content in that book. Uh, but I think for me, uh, reading some books on on joy, peace, and patience are going to be one step in my direction. And then, I mean, really, honestly, Brett, the, the first part of the process is what we've just done. Yes, awareness. Is, become, is becoming aware. Oh, wow. I've got some work to do in these areas. Joy, peace, patience. I really need to set an intention on growth in these areas over the course of the next weeks, months, year. And so I think step one is awareness. Step two is setting the intention for growth, which which you and I and hopefully all the listeners are you know, clearly doing and, and as we work through this process. And then seeking out the resources of how can I grow? I think books, I think podcasts, I think scripture, I think prayer. Lord, show me how do I grow in joy. Lord, show me how I can rest in your peace, right? The only peace that I know of that passes all understanding is the peace of Christ. Yeah, amen. All other peace is temporary, right? So I want some more of that permanent peace that passes even intellectual understanding. I want that to permeate my life. And I want my kids to think I'm the most patient person in the world. I don't know how to get there yet. But I'm certainly going to take some steps in that direction. And then I think thirdly is, you know, paying attention to who we are surrounding ourselves with, who are we spending time with? Am I spending time hanging out with, you know, other dads that are flying off the handle at their kids? Are some of my best friends, the guys on the soccer sidelines that are foaming at the mouth as they scream at their kids to do a better job, right? Because that's not, that's the opposite of patience to me. You know, um, so yeah, and then I think, and I just right now thought of this. Um, maybe the maybe the spirit uh, prompted me with it, but I think it's a great exercise to sit down with the kids and come and loop back around as a follow up, and go, hey kids, thank you so much for doing this exercise with me. Number one, thank you so much for being honest. Let me tell you about some of these results because they haven't seen the tallied results, right? They don't know. All they know is how they individually ranked me. And so I think looping back with the kids and saying, guys, you won't believe it. I ranked myself the lowest on joy, peace, and patience. And y'all ranked me the lowest on joy, peace, and patience. Hey, let's brainstorm for a minute. How could I express more joy as your dad? How could you as a kid have more joy in your life? Cool. Let's write all that down. Hey, let's brainstorm. How could I, as your dad, be more peaceful around you? How can I model peace in a better way? How can you, as a kid, have more peace in your life? Let's brainstorm. Let's have some ideas. And guess what? Patience. How can I be more patient with you? When, when, do, I, when do I lose my patience? What's happening when I lose my patience with you? Because I really don't want to lose my patience with you. Help me, help, help me notice that in a, in a better way. I think bringing that to our kids with some vulnerability and some genuineness 
and, and some openness and going, hey, I'll, I'm telling you, I want to be better at this. Let's take a look. I love that. I, I was actually going to ask you that. If, if you thought it makes sense to literally have a conversation with our kids about that or just sort of leave it, leave it as an exercise that they did. But I think having a, an open and honest dialogue with them because, because how they perceive us matters and things that we might come up with on our own about ways we can be more patient might not even be what they're thinking about and talking about and what makes them feel like we're losing our patience with them. So yeah, that's great. How about you? Any other ideas on on the pursuit of growth in, in these areas? I, I think what you said is exactly right. Awareness is key. Recognition that growth is possible, but then how do we how do we attain that growth? And and my main thought is, and I guess maybe how I would want to sort of wrap this up is the observation that that ultimately we can try to strive for these attributes in our own power, but ultimately they are called fruits of the spirit for right. a reason. So right. quick, quick history lesson. I'm, I'm a big history buff, uh, American history especially. And I remember reading a, a biography of Benjamin Franklin a few years ago, and, and there was a little anecdote in there that has always stuck with me. Benjamin Franklin, he was such an interesting guy, but but he went through this stretch of his life where he he was hell-bent on becoming like the most virtuous person in the world, like the most virtuous American, the most virtuous man in the world. And what he did was he wrote down a list of all of the virtues or qualities that he wanted to define him, and then he just set about intentionally going after them one each month. So it's like this month, I am going to work on honesty. Okay. And he was just like front and center focus. Like I'm just going to work on what can I do this month to be more honest? How can I have honesty in every one of my business dealings and my government dealings blah, 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 blah. Okay. Next month, I'm going to build on that. I'm going to, I'm not going to start to be dishonest, but I'm going to add to it loyalty, for example. So now I have to be honest and loyal. And so now I'm going to work on loyalty and still work on honesty and blah, blah, blah. All in his own power, though. But I thought it was such an interesting concept. But eventually, it sort of got too overwhelming. It was like too many plates spinning at right. once. He couldn't. He, you know, it's like at some point you yeah. can't work on honesty and loyalty and truth all right. at the same time. And anyway, he he just sort of let it go. And I think that the tendency would be to try to do the same thing. Okay, I have to. I'm going to work on love here. I got, now I got to work on joy. Oh my gosh, I have to work on peace, patience, kindness. That's a whole lot of plates that I have to keep yeah. spinning at once. Well, obviously, we could start with whatever would be our weakest areas, whether they're self-diagnosed or if you do this experiment with your kids. Obviously, start on your weaker weaker areas first. So it might not be that many plates to have up in the air at once. But there's only so much we can do in our own power. I. Uh, Another quick history lesson. You guys may remember uh, the story of Daniel. So I'm, I'm actually going through the book of Daniel right now. And Daniel uh, was brought into the courts of King Nebuchadnezzar. Um, and, and King Nebuchadnezzar had, had this crazy dream that, that was driving him crazy. And he needed somebody to interpret this dream. And, and he basically called all the wise men and sorcerers and astrologers and all these people in to basically um, 
asked them to interpret the dream. But he said, look, I don't just need you to interpret the dream. You you have to first tell me what my dream was. I'm not even going to tell you what my dream was. You have to first tell me what my dream was and then interpret it for me. Yeah. And and these guys responded exactly how we would probably respond, which is, right. are you nuts? Like you're asking the impossible. And, and here's a quote, you know, from from Daniel 2, 11, it says, no one can reveal it to the king except the gods, and they do not live among men. So they were basically saying, what you're asking is impossible. Well, fast forward just a few verses, and Daniel says, I can do it. Yeah. Well, and he says, look, he's like, you're right. No wise man, enchanter, magician, diviner, nobody can explain to the king the mystery he has asked about, but there is a God in heaven who can. That's right. And I think that's the point is, and, and by the way, this is, this is Old Testament. This is like, yeah. pre, this is pre-spirit. This is pre-Holy Spirit. So if we're talking about the fruits of the Spirit, we're talking about attributes that should, in theory, manifest in us the more in tune we are with the Holy Spirit, the more in tune with God we are. That I may have certain genetic tendencies, I may have certain things that I have always just chalked up to my character. I'm just not a patient person. Eh, I've never had self-control. Okay, fine. That might be inherent to your nature. But are you suggesting that God can't help you with that? And so, so my encouragement would just be a reminder that we have access to a power that that can help us in these areas. And so I think, and you had mentioned it, Perry, that, that prayer has to be a big part of it. So for me... Definitely intend to read books. Definitely intend to read scripture. Love the idea of talking with my kids about it, seeing what they need from me, what ideas they would have. Keeping it front and center in and of itself will help because the things that we focus on improve in our lives. I firmly believe that. That's a a foundational business principle. Clearly, things that are front of mind are things that grow in our lives. Yeah, But man, let's also pray for it. Man, let's yeah, also right. invite the Spirit. Man, let's also ask God for help because I guarantee, uh, and I can't wait to walk this out, that he can make me a more joyful person, that he can make me a more patient person. And man, I am intent on on walking that out with him in the coming days, weeks, months, and years. Yeah, big time. Me too. I love it. So that is it. Uh, as we wrap up this episode, it's been a fun conversation. It's it's interesting to see how sort of aligned we are in the ways that uh, that our kids perceive us. Um, but encourage you men to perhaps step up to the plate and take this challenge as well. I think it'll be eye opening for you. And uh, and yeah, just uh, walk out more fully in these fruits of the spirit because they the the more that we can become these attributes, the better fathers we will be. So for that, I will wrap up this episode. Continue to to give us those five-star reviews. Please share us with your friends, other men, fathers who may benefit from what Perry and I have been talking about. Lots of other interesting guests lined up, so stay tuned for future episodes. But for now, we will sign off. Take care, everyone, and God bless. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to be a